Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Just one step into the hallway, and I could already hear all kinds of whispers going all around. Um, what happened? Did you forget, Sandra? It's Monday. <sighs> oh, not again. Who's the unlucky victim this week? Dorothy! It's Dorothy! <laughs> Look what embarrassing deed she's done! So, it was a photo of the resident mean girl, Dorothy, on a date with some old rich guy. Ben and I had zero interest in those kinds of things, but these kids on the other hand... Hey! There she is! This was the third Monday in a row that our school had turned into this gossiping chaos zone. Why, you ask? Three weeks ago, out of nowhere, a bunch of random QR codes appeared stuck to some of the lockers. Curious, we scanned them and got access to this mysterious blog by someone called Quiet Night. They said they wanted to expose the true face of this prestigious school. So, every Monday at 2am, they would reveal someone's dirty secret. And the first secret belonged to the beloved basketball team captain, Lewis. Turns out he flunked the last match on purpose so the rival school that his secret girlfriend attended would win. At first, everyone doubted it, but then someone found the girlfriend's Twitter where she posted a celebration photo. So, there you go. Everything became clear as day. Lewis immediately lost his captain title and the entire school cancelled him. While everyone was still buzzing with that, already came the next Monday secret. It was Mr. Worthing, our popular math teacher. His classes were known for their top performances. But as it turned out, he had always accidentally leaked the questions to his students before every exam. The rumor reached the principal, and he immediately had people look into it. Unfortunately, it was true, so Mr. Worthing was fired. And as you've heard, little Miss Dorothy was the third unfortunate victim. To be honest, she definitely hadn't been the nicest girl. She's a nightmare to all the new kids especially. So when her shameful secret was revealed, everyone seemed to be somewhat satisfied and talked about it non-stop. My BFF, Mary, was no exception, as Dorothy was a rival for her queen bee status. At lunchtime, we arrived at the cafeteria, but weirdly, nobody lined up to get lunch. They were all looking around at something. Turns out, Dorothy was here too. She's sitting alone at a table. Not wanting to miss an opportunity to taunt her longtime rival, Mary rushed straight over there. What's wrong? Your bald lover didn't take you out to lunch today? As soon as those words came out of Mary's mouth, everyone burst out laughing. 
Benjamin and I had to drag Mary out of there right away to avoid any calamities. What are you guys doing? I'm not done yet. This isn't cool. Let's just stay out of it. What? She deserves it. You know the clearest what a horrible person she is, Sandra. Or have you forgotten how she picked on you? Well, it's true. I was also one of Dorothy's victims when I just got here. Ben and Mary were the ones who stuck up for me. That's also how our precious friendship all started. Ever since then, we've been the iconic trio of the smartest kids at school. Pretty sweet, huh? However, the recent dramas have undeniably affected our studies. It's like students are coming here just to gossip and they keep chatting in class, making concentrating extra hard. Monday mornings became the biggest event in school. Everyone looked forward to it, guessing who's the next chosen one, as the embarrassing secrets continued seeping out. How Justin looks cool chewing his gum all the time, but he actually does this to mask his bad breath problem. Hardworking Julia bought her essays off the internet. The parking lot car spray painter turned out to be none other than Goody Two-Shoes Brandon. It became apparent that any one of us could be next. So people started to panic, praying that their name wouldn't be mentioned. Every Monday morning, I arrived at school to see everyone looking like zombies, cause they'd all stayed up all night waiting for the quiet night's post. The mystery blogger had to be one of us to know all kinds of personal secrets like this, so everyone became extra cautious of each other. It's a mess and this has to stop. We needed to figure out who the quiet knight was and stop this, but Mary wasn't convinced. How are we supposed to find them? There's zero clue. Stop wasting time. Let's just focus on studying, Sandra. There's no way they didn't leave any trace. We just have to stand up together. Nope. If you want to, then just do it alone. What's wrong with you? Weren't you usually the first one to avoid dramas like these? Because we could be next. So what? I'm not scared. I have nothing to hide. Then she left in a sulky manner. Mary might not care, but I did. I spent the night trying to piece the clues together when my phone had a pop-up. Ugh, was it 2am already? Who could it be this week? I pressed to see. It's Mary! Oh no, is it about that thing? Yep, that's it. The secret about Mary's background has been revealed. Her parents aren't successful business owners, and of course, Mary is not a rich mistress like how she always acted like either. I accidentally found out about this when I saw her bargaining about the rent in front of a small house in the suburbs. When I asked Mary why she had to lie like that, she just got all defensive. What do you know? If people knew the truth, they would laugh in my face. I, of course, didn't want to hurt Mary, so I always kept it a secret. <sighs> But now, everyone has found out in the worst way. The next day, Ben and I saw Mary walking toward us, looking exhausted, while everyone's eyes were on her. Yo, how'd you think she's able to afford those flashy outfits? Didn't that blogger say she always wears cheap secondhand clothes? Pathetic. Hearing those words, Ben and I gave those kids death stares and rushed to get Mary out of the crowd, but she suddenly snapped at me. Sandra, you're behind all of this, aren't you? Huh? What? Mary, what, what do you mean? Why would I do that? You're the only one who knew my secret. If it wasn't you, who else could it be? You are the quiet knight. What she said quickly caught everyone's attention, and I felt everyone's curious eyes fixed on us. Mary, that's not right. Remember, it's Sandra who called on everyone to find the culprit. That was clearly a distraction to fool everyone. Mary then continued explaining her reasonings for why she suspected me. The blogger only ever typed in lowercase just like I always did. And she also mentioned my habit of staying up late. 
To make it even worse, the next Monday, that blogger suddenly stopped posting, making everyone certain it was me. So I was instantly labeled a traitor to my friends and even a germ who raised hatred among students in this school. Everywhere I went, people badmouthed me, and no one except for Benjamin wanted to sit by me at lunch. I wasn't even allowed in the library anymore, as everyone would be talking about me which would cause disturbance. Worst of all, the teachers hated me too. One time in math class, I volunteered to solve a difficult equation, but all I got back from the teacher was, Sandra, if only you just used your intelligence for studying, not for messing up other people's lives. Then everyone heartlessly laughed at my face. The tension was draining me, so I went out to take a breather. After recess, I got back to the classroom to find a box in my desk drawer. Oh no, wasn't it the love letters I'd written for Lewis? I mean, yes, I used to have a crush on the basketball captain, but it was a long time ago, and I never sent the letters. How come they are all here? I sure had hidden them in the corner of my locker. Is it the creepy quiet night messing with me? Ugh, that's enough. I gotta unmask this jerk ASAP. Hmm, who could it be? Who had the ability to spy on people undetected? I was trying to figure this out when a smug-looking Dorothy appeared. Jeez, look at her. Can't believe she's the coward who destroys what she couldn't have. Too bad for Lewis that he ended up involved in this. Oh, such a pathetic little girl. Doesn't even have the guts to send any of the letters. <laughs> oh. My. God. Did they just say letters? What letters? What on earth are you talking about? There's no mistaking your handwriting. She showed me bunches of photos of my letters. Oh no, did she take revenge on me because she thought I was the snitch of her dating news? Not leaving me a chance to explain, they just laughed and continued mocking me. I couldn't face going to school and being tormented for something I didn't even do. So I faked being sick to stay home for a few days. But it's been a week and I still didn't feel better. Suddenly, there was a strange sound by the window. Turns out, it was Benjamin. Sandra, please stop hiding away. You can't let them beat you. You're better than this. What else can I do? Everyone's convinced it was me. Follow me. I know someone who can help. Now, I was sitting in a cafe with Benjamin and Max, an IT genius in our school. Benjamin insisted this guy could help identify the anonymous blogger. After just a few minutes of checking the IP, Max has been able to track it down. But, huh? It led to Mary's place? Huh? No way. This makes no sense. I gotta talk to Mary. Calm down. Don't say a word about this to anyone for now. Just let me take care of it. I had no clue what Benjamin was planning. He said he would help me clear up the case, but nothing happened for days. Until now, he insisted I come to watch this basketball game. What's the point? It just gave others a chance to mock me further. While immersed in my thoughts, suddenly, I heard someone's voice on the loudspeaker. It was Benjamin. Hi everyone, I'm sure you guys are tired of the Quiet Nights blog by now, right? Yeah, at first, I just wanted to entertain you all a bit after boring hours of studying. But I guess it's no longer fun, huh? <laughs> I'm sorry then, I'll stop now. Thanks for tuning in. What on earth is he doing? Now, the entire sports hall was buzzing. Is it really you? Benjamin was about to reply when Mary jumped out. No, it can't be you. Stop wasting time protecting Sandra. How could you possibly know where her love letters were kept? Or about Dorothy's secret? So, you tell me. Who knew those things then? Mary looked taken aback and confused. Then Dorothy appeared. It's her. It's her who gave me Sandra's locker key. 
What? So it really was Mary. I was still hoping that Ben's friend made a mistake somewhere instead, but... Why, Mary? I don't understand. Of course you don't. You're not in my shoes to judge. Turns out at first, Mary created the blog for the sole purpose of getting revenge on Lewis for being a cheater. He always told Mary that he wanted to date in secret to avoid peering eyes, but it was just an excuse so he could sneak around with other girls. Which is why this was news to both Ben and me. How about the math teacher? What has he ever done to you? He had no work ethic, so he deserved it. I always studied really hard, but he said that girls like me only ever cared about our appearance. He still thought my good grades were from copying these two. And you, Dorothy, it serves you right for the arrogant habit of bossing newbies around. Then she blatantly left the crowd as if she had nothing to do with the school drama all this time. I tried to chase after her, but I was stuck amid this angry crowd. There's still something she hasn't explained yet. The following days, Mary still went to school, but all of the other students isolated her. Benjamin and I tried to approach her, but she went out of her way to avoid us. So, after school, we decided to follow her. We saw her going to the cafeteria, but not to buy things, but to help the lunch lady clean up. Mary, stop being like this. You've still got a friend in me, but don't you think I deserve an explanation to? She then finally sat down and talked to us. Mary would have stopped after exposing the three people she hated, but when she saw everyone eagerly waiting for the news every Monday, she found it interesting and continued to bring up other embarrassing things. But then, when things started getting serious, she panicked and looked for someone to blame, and that person was me! Because I was the one who first came up with the idea of tracking down this anonymous blogger. Furthermore, she was angry with me for finding out her secret. Envious because I got better grades than her, and jealous because I was closer to Ben than she was. Mary admitted she felt outshined and left out. So, you decided to expose your own secret you kept for so long just to frame me? Do you hate me that much? No, no, Sandra, it's not like that. I'm really sorry. As for that secret, I had tried to act like a hot girl from a rich family just to be worthy of that jerk Louis. But since I know he's a bad guy, there's no point of keeping that secret anyway. Ben and I leaned over and hugged her, saying it was all okay. As long as we are honest from now on, we'd be able to sort everything out. After that, we helped Mary clean up the messy tables in the cafeteria. And can you believe it? The lunch lady is actually Mary's mother. She was the one who unintentionally told Mary all the petty secrets that everyone gossiped about while getting lunch. Mary has always hidden the fact her mom's the lunch lady, but after being exposed and boycotted, she gave up and decided not to try hard for the popular girl title anymore, but just to be herself. I knew that this was hard for Mary, but deep down, she has a good heart, else she wouldn't have befriended me when I first started at this school. Living up to the expectations of being the school's it girl must have been exhausting. It's been a semester full of drama, hasn't it? Phew, lucky it's almost over. Now we're in a hurry to revise all lessons together to prepare finals week. We still compete with each other a lot, but this time it's fair and square. The three of us already decided that whoever gets the lowest score will have to take the other two out for dinner. Free food, here I come, as I definitely am not going to lose. <laughs> this was my first ever day at high school, and naturally, I'm owning it. I mean, who wouldn't want to befriend someone as beautiful and friendly as me? By lunchtime, 
I already had loads of new friends, and everyone flocked around me to hear stories about my amazing life. I soon became super popular at school. I was the gorgeous, enchanting blonde beauty. Do you know what the best part was? Boys started noticing me too. Even the captain of the basketball team, Mitch, took a liking to me. It makes sense. I mean, obviously, the best-looking boy in the school is going to be interested in the best-looking girl. And guess what? He's following me on my way home right now. Stalking me much, huh? Just wait for it. It seemed like my new life here in this school was going to be awesome. Well, well, Mandy. That was not an easy question, but you answered it perfectly. Great work. See, I'm not just a pretty face. I'm also one of the smartest students in the school. My admirers grew and grew. It seemed like everyone wanted to spend time with someone as perfect as me. Here, I was telling my new friends about how at first, people sometimes misjudge me as I come from a well-educated and extremely successful family. My parents are super wealthy individuals who encourage me to always be the best version of myself and strive hard to never let them down. Hey, Mandy, pardon me, but how come you never wear designer clothes or use anything expensive? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. She looked down at my tatty-looking sneakers. I see why it might seem a little peculiar, but you see, I dress this way because my parents value the importance of being humble. That's also how I live. Goodness is better than beauty, right? Then I pulled out my phone and showed them the grades from my last school. Everyone gasped at me for being so excellent. I was loved, admired, adored. But of course... Being this amazing meant that there's just gotta be quite a few kids being jealous of me. I mean, I suppose I couldn't blame them. After all, I dazzled like a diamond while they were just dull and ordinary. One time after an exam, as soon as the teacher left, this girl called Layla stood up and said, Mandy cheated. I saw it with my own eyes. I saw it too. She checked her phone during the exam. Everyone was gasping in shock. Right at that moment, the class president, Marshall, shouted, Hey, he quit it! We all know Mandy's a great student. There's no way she cheated. Huh, that's what I'm talking about. Layla and Susan must be bursting with envy that their petty plan to ruin me didn't work. And the class president, hmm, he came out of nowhere to protect me. He must be another one of my many admirers. But sorry, Marshall, 
I'm way out of your league. A girl like me needed a handsome, rich, mature kind of guy. These boys at school are cute, but they're just boys. They're beneath me. One time I was in a rush and didn't have time to search my locker, so I accidentally took the wrong textbook with me to class. Seeing my mistake, Layla and Susan immediately jumped in. Uh-oh, what's this? We thought Miss Perfection here never messed anything up. I didn't even have a chance to say anything, as this Beth girl spoke up. Hey, cut it out! Who doesn't make mistakes once in a while, huh? Here, you can share mine. Oh, wow. This girl was kind of nice. It was good to have an ally to deal with Layla and Susan. So, at lunchtime, I joined Beth's table. We started chatting, and she was clearly fascinated by how amazing my life was. Great. Now I had a faithful sidekick. <laughs> hey, Beth, help me do the homework for today, okay? Uh, again? I have to attend a very important party with my parents tonight. There will be politicians and plutocrats. I won't have time to do homework. Now I have to go home early to get dressed and do my makeup. Bye! I didn't need to turn around to see her funny, bewildered face. She looked like that every time I asked her to do my homework. But it was worth it. Right, Beth? She got to hang out with the hottest prodigy in school. Me! So a little bit of extra homework was a small price to pay for such a privilege. You know, to me, that homework was nothing. I just didn't have time for it. I had to admit that having Beth around was very convenient. She made sure my grades stayed top of the class, leaving me time to play polo, go to the golf club, and attend charity functions with my parents. She also let me borrow her dresses, bags, makeup, and this super cute pair of high heels. My friends admired me, strangers idolized me, my teachers adored me, and I had a wonderful, loyal best friend. Life was perfect. Until one day, as I was shimmying along the hallway, I noticed something odd. People weren't giving me their usual looks of adoration. Instead, they were turning their noses up at me. Huh? What was happening? Hey, Beth, do you know what's going on? People are acting really weird. She just shrugged. I don't know. Let's see. I tried to tell myself that it was no big deal, but I couldn't shake off the feeling that something was wrong. Then later that day, my worst fears were confirmed. As I entered the classroom, Marshall came over to me and waved his phone in my face. Good game, Miss Perfect. Turns out you're just a big fat liar. I looked at his phone and saw a long post with a lot of photos attached. There's a big title saying, The Truth About Mandy the Liar, and each photo came with a caption. Mandy's house is actually very ordinary. She lives with her grandparents. There are no luxurious mansions or wealthy parents. When Mandy just came to the school, she made friends with everyone, bragging about her fame, fortune, and popularity. I don't know who she is. So what if we just shared the same path to the bus stop? Who said that I intend to get acquainted with her? Her transcript from her old school isn't even hers. She's just photoshopped her name on it. Every time she stood up to answer a question or take a test, she cheated, so she got a good grade. God, all this? How did they know? It felt like my heart had lodged in my throat, and my mind was spinning. 
My eyes blurred when I saw Layla and Susan approaching me. I stared at them in shock. Mandy, honestly, we don't hate you. It's just that we realized your stories were ridiculous. So we decided to find out the truth. That's right. But you sure did cover your tracks. We couldn't find a thing. Hang on. So who found these pieces of evidence? I did! Right at that moment, my so-called best friend appeared, followed by the homeroom teacher. Mandy, I know you think I'm some desperate wannabe you can control, but no! I soon worked out that everything you said was a lie, so I gathered evidence to prove it. Everyone was gawping at me with disappointment. I felt completely overwhelmed by the situation. This couldn't actually be happening. I pinched my arm. Ouch! It was as painful and as real as what was going down before my eyes right now. Beth continued. It's not good for you to live a lie like this. Who even are you? Ah! Reality images started flooding into my mind, making my brain feel like it was going to explode. I grabbed my head and ran out of the classroom. When I opened my eyes, I found myself in the hospital. The homeroom teacher was sitting next to me, and my grandparents were also there. They all looked very disappointed. Mandy, the principal was very angry and was about to expel you. But it was Beth and her friends who convinced him to let you stay. What? Beth? But she was the one who exposed me. Noticing my surprise, the teacher continued. After seeing your reaction, Beth realized that perhaps you had a psychological problem so she convinced us to help bring you to the hospital for diagnosis. I looked up at my grandparents. They were all in tears. Unexpectedly, I burst out crying. I longed so much to have a dream life full of fame, riches, and admirers that I drew a vision for myself in another reality. I was so absorbed in that illusory scenario that I forgot my own reality. This was last month, and I'm currently on medication for my delusions, and I'm also seeing a therapist. Right now, I'm on my way to see Beth, Layla, Susan, and Marshall. No, I'm not making it up. I really am meeting them. Oh gosh, there they are. This is scary, but it's something I've got to do. So, I took a deep breath, then taking my therapist's advice, I spoke from the heart. Hi guys. Thanks for coming. Firstly, I want to apologize for lying. The truth is, I've lived the lie so much that I could no longer distinguish what was real and what wasn't. My therapist helped me see that this all began after I lost my parents. Part of my subconscious craved for this dream life so badly that I created a new one. This way I didn't have to accept the truth, which is that my parents have passed away and... I live with my dirt-poor grandparents. When I finished talking, I looked at them, half expecting them to shout at me or something, but... Instead, Beth smiled at me and said, It took a lot of guts to come here and say that. I'm sorry, too. I shouldn't have outed you like that, but I didn't know you were ill. Same. I'm proud of you. Me, too. Me, three. Now, when are we going to order cake? <laughs> <laughs> So, what now? Well, I'm still taking my medication and talking to my therapist. I can now tell the difference between the make-believe and reality. 
Also, I'm back at school, and my teachers and classmates have all been really welcoming. Better still, I now have some awesome friends who like me for me. And you know what? It turns out that living in reality isn't actually so bad after all. Hi, I'm Viola, and today is a big day. You see, it's my first time ever acting in this awesome short film. But I can't seem to focus at all. Why, you ask? Well, that's because I just discovered I'm not real. Or, to be exact, I only exist in my best friend's imagination. Sounds strange, doesn't it? Until yesterday, I always thought of myself as a completely normal human being. <sighs> Let me tell you how it all started. The first memory I have involves my best friend Harlow. I woke up feeling dazed and confused and saw this pretty girl smiling down at me. She told me that I'd be safe now and that her parents were going to look after me. Strangely, I couldn't remember anything before that day, and no one told me what had happened. I could only guess that I'd probably been abandoned or something, and that Harlow and her parents were my saviors. So, from then on, I lived with Harlow's family, who showed me kindness and love. When I first got out of the hospital, I couldn't do anything by myself. From personal things like brushing my teeth and washing my face, to chores such as doing laundry and dumping the trash. At the time, it was Harlow who guided and helped me, like a caring big sister. Then, when we entered middle school and the boys started flirting with me, Harlow was always by my side to protect me. She told me how they would never like a plain, boring girl like me, and that they were only doing this to get close to her, as she was very beautiful. If I had a decision to make, big or small, I always consulted Harlow first, as I knew she'd know best. But recently, I noticed that Harlow was acting short-tempered with me. When I got a better grade on my English essay than her, she told me I only got that mark as the teacher just felt sorry for me. Then she stormed off. Man, I didn't mean to upset her, and it was really unfair that the teacher didn't give her the grade she deserved, as she's far smarter than I am. Then last week, this boy called Hank in our school's film club held open auditions for his short film project. Harlow was desperate to be in it, so I decided to go along with her for support. I thought Harlow's audition was marvelous, but for some reason, she wasn't picked. I was about to leave too, but then Hank asked me if I wanted to audition. So I did, and you know what? I got the lead role. I was so surprised, and so was Harlow. She insisted that they were just tricking me, and I shouldn't take the part, as why would they choose a girl with ordinary looks like me to play the female lead? But still, I wanted to give it a try. Opportunities like this don't come twice, right? So I accepted the part. I know Harlow was worried that they were just teasing me, but Hank and his crew seemed nice. And maybe he finds my normal look suitable for the character. Right? The morning before the shooting day, I asked Harlow to lend me her pretty white dress to wear to the shoot. Harlow looked annoyed as she said, You spilled coffee on that dress last time you borrowed it, remember? You didn't even bother taking care of it, and now the stain's still there. No way! I remember washing it before returning it to you. Well, then you remember it wrong. It's my dress, so I'm hardly going to forget what you did to it, am I? Then she left in a temper. Strange. I remember using vinegar to clean the coffee stains, as it took me ages to scrub it off. But it is true that my memory isn't all that good. When I was a child, I once waited in the park in the rain for over an hour, 
just because I thought Harlow told me to meet her there on Saturday afternoon. I said Sunday afternoon. I have piano practice today, silly. So maybe I misremembered again and really didn't wash the dress for her? That day in math class, Harlow got caught texting, so the teacher confiscated her phone. At break time, she asked me to sneak into the school administrator's room to get her phone back. But of course I refused, as I was far too scared to do that kind of stuff. It's okay, no one can see you. Basically because you only exist in my imagination. What was she talking about? What did she mean by that? For the rest of the lesson, I kept thinking about Harlow's words. When the bell rang, seeing that I was still confused, Harlow pointed to a group of students standing nearby and told me that no matter what I did, they wouldn't see me. And that's true! When I waved my hands and talked to them, no one looked in my direction. I even snapped my fingers in front of them, but they didn't react at all. What is going on? Harlow told me that because she imagined me, she is in control of who sees me or not. Then she told me that if I still didn't believe it, I should go to the school administrator's room to get her phone. Then I'd see that she was telling the truth. The superintendent was standing right across the hallway, but Harlow assured me I'd be invisible to her. My heart was thudding like crazy, but I tried to shake back my nerves and continued to get her phone undetected. Whoa, the superintendent didn't see me at all! So what Harlow said was true? I only existed in her imagination? That means Harlow's really the one who decides what will happen to me. And who I'll meet? So basically the author of my life story. But does that also mean that I have no control over my own life? Well, if I even have a life. Then Harlow barged into my room and said, You've never wondered why you don't remember anything about your parents and about the time before you met me, have you? It was because I lost my memory after the accident. There was no accident, Viola. You have no previous memories because that was when I created you, as I wanted a friend to play with. I kept this truth a secret because I love you, and you always listen to me. But you've been so headstrong lately. After Harlow left, I found myself feeling so down. It turned out my whole life had never belonged to me. No wonder I was so plain and ordinary. All I am is a side character in Harlow's story. After a horrible, sleepless night, I didn't even feel like going to the film set anymore. And it's already late anyway. I was laying in bed, spacing out, when Hank phoned me asking where I was. I only exist in Harlow's imagination, so there's no point filming. Huh? What nonsense are you going on about? Stop joking, Viola. We're short on time over here. Seeing that I didn't even bother to reply to him, but just let out a long sigh, he continued. All right then, if that's the case, then you should at least make it count. Would you like to imagine yourself as just a boring nobody or a brilliant actress? I suppose Hank's words made sense, so I got myself back together and hurried to the film set. Even if I'm imaginary, I'll make this unreal life of mine unimaginably awesome. The filming was actually a lot of fun, and everyone complimented my acting. Hmm, they were probably just being nice, but it still felt good. Then Hank came over and congratulated me. Now that filming's over, you can be honest with me. I don't mind. I know you only cast me as the lead as you like Harlow. What do you mean? 
And the thing you said this morning as well about only existing in Harlow's imagination? I ended up blurting out everything to him. And you know what he did? He laughed. But when he saw that I was struggling to fight back my tears, he took my hand. Viola, listen to me. Harlow's tricking you. The only thing not real in all of this are her words, not you. No way. Harlow's my best friend. She would never do such a thing. If you only existed in Harlow's imagination, how come you still decided, on your own, to show up at film set this morning? How come you still meet other people without her being around? Like, right now? Harlow couldn't have written the script with all these little details, right? Come on, Vi. Think about it. But there was a time when Harlow made me invisible to everybody else. I snapped my fingers in front of them, and they didn't react at all. Hank asked me who these people were, and I told him. He said he'd make sure I saw sense. Then he left. This was so confusing. I cannot tell what is real and what's not anymore. The next day at school, when I was sorting my locker out, Hank dragged a reluctant-looking boy over to me. I recognized him. He was part of the group who didn't see me. Go on. Tell her everything. The boy told me how Harlow had bribed them to trick me. He also said that they distracted the superintendent so I could sneak into her office without being caught. What? I didn't understand why Harlow would do this to me. Hank went with me to confront her, and she faked a smile and said, Silly Viola, it was just a joke. So what about the fact that I can't remember anything about the time before I met you? You said there was no accident. It's also a lie, isn't it? I never said that. Probably you misremembered again like so many times before. I view you as a sister, Viola. I'd never lie to you. I didn't know what to believe anymore. I needed to be alone for a minute. This was all too much to process. So I ran to the nearby park to clear my mind. Suddenly, I felt something cold next to my cheek. It was Hank. He passed me some water and told me to drink it and calm down. Viola, I think Harlow's gaslighting you. She's basically emotionally abusing you to make you question your own sanity. I know you see her as a sister, but she's really toxic. Could it? Could it be possible that Harlow didn't have my best interests at heart? But what did she even get out of this, though? I'm not sure if this was because she wanted me to rely on her or she's jealous, but either way... Knowing she could deceive me like that hurt like crazy. I didn't want to believe that that was what had been happening, but after all explanations, it's so clear now that Harlow was gaslighting me. And ever since then, I tried to avoid her as much as possible. But this was tricky, seeing as we were in the same class and lived together. I just wished I could grow up fast, so I could go to college and leave this house. At least there was good news. Hank's film in which I starred had gained attention on YouTube, and he was even selected to attend the short film festival with a view to supporting the city's young, talented filmmakers. Then, one day, I arrived home from school to see Harlow's parents drinking coffee with a strange woman. Huh? She sure looked a lot like me. Suddenly, she was running over to me and hugging me in her arms. Oh, darling, you have no idea how long I've been waiting for this moment. Following a whole lot of confusion, shocking revelations, and emotions, I finally found out the actual truth. It turned out that when I was seven years old, 
Mom took me on a yacht trip. Only there was a terrible accident, so we took the lifeboat to shore. But then Mom fell out and ended up being rescued by another boat. We both suffered memory loss. In fact, Mom only remembered who I was when she saw the short film I starred in on YouTube. And then she tracked me down here. After that, I returned to live with my real mom. And guess what? I now realize just how awesome I am. I'm grateful to Harlow's parents for looking after me, but I still haven't forgiven Harlow yet. I'm trying to, as I know she's not all bad, but it's going to take some time. I also feel so blessed to have Hank by my side to help me discover my confidence and value my own worth. He even says I can be in his next film project, which I'm really excited about. It's good to know that I'm actually real, and I exist outside of Harlow's mind. The world is mine for the taking. And who knows, maybe one day I'll end up being a professional actress. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.